0: From the Arsenal. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Guna family. Happy New Year to you all, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. I'm your host, Angelo, and joining me to d- discuss everything football related in the red half of North London is Diddley. How are you, Diddley? Did you have a nice New Year stuck indoors and unable to party like it was 1999? Yes, mate, very much so.
1: Although I, I did manage to stay up past
0: midnight. An achievement in itself. And oh, uh, was that so. ju- was that just to make sure that we actually left 2020 and it <laughs> didn't carry on as an evil curse?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't get enough of Jules Hoot and Annie. That's that's the uh, the problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> Can it get any better?
0: No, and it doesn't. Every, every year, it's the same. No, no, true, true, true. Although, you know, 2020 has been uh, a messed up year for a number of different reasons. But for Arsenal fans, and obviously we'll get onto it in due course, but, um, you know, at the end of the year it was actually all right for us. But uh, on a on whole, it, it wasn't great for the, uh, the big bad world, was it? So uh, we'll leave that where it is. But glad you had a good new year, mate. Um now, do you want to do your duty and remind everyone of our social media handle? Because that, as we always say, is the hub of our activity. And, you know, we want to make sure that everyone follows us. Yeah, it's the same every week. It's at Blast Arsenal Pod. Always the same. Right. Yeah, you're correct there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. Uh, so, it's a new year, but something stay the same. And in this instance, it's Blast from the Arsenal's Tweet of the Week. Diddly? Give us that jingle. Tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. And do you know what? I've heard people singing that, so it's catchy. Well done, mate. (laughs) i have to copyright it. So for anyone unfamiliar with the concept of tweet of the week, let me explain it. We see lots of tweets on our timeline over the course of a week, and there's always at least one that has made us chuckle. Uh, And we select the best one, and it gets read out on our podcast. And this week, our tweet of the week is from Matt Owen. It was at PattersMatt70 on Twitter. Here's the backstory to his tweet of the week. At the time of Matt's tweet, BBC Sport had reported that Mauricio Pochettino was on the verge of becoming the new PSG manager, which he has now officially become. Uh, And at the time, they suggested that if he does, he will try and sign a number of his former Tottenham players. Matt responded to that with, you have to go some way to avoid winning trophies at PSG. But that would be an excellent start, <laughs> which is hilarious. I, I love that. That's brilliant. And very true. And ve- yeah, and very true, of course. So well done, Matt. Great work. Uh, and of course, a reference to the fact that the team in the white half of North London have not won a trophy in 4,698 days. And yes, that's a fact. So, uh, <laughs> you know, a- any excuse to to reel off those numbers? Right, let's get down to football. In the words of 90s British rock band oasis, you got to roll with it. And that's exactly what Arsenal are doing at the moment because they're on a roll, there's the tedious link, having recorded their third consecutive victory at the weekend with a 4-0 win over West Brom in treacherous conditions. Uh, Snow like, you know, we've not seen in a week, probably, because uh, yeah. it it's snowing quite a bit recently. Um, but. Awful, awful conditions, but uh, nevertheless, fantastic performance. Another three points, and, um, you know, the way we played, I'm, I'm thinking, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, because that's the best I've seen us play ever. Under our test, it, it
1: was a good, it was a really good performance, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever said uh, an injured animal like, is most dangerous is an absolute moron. <laughs> oh that was me wasn't it that was you that's right that, that was right. me last week yeah no yeah. well, they they may they looked like they were playing dead some of the time yeah yeah they uh um, but we were
0: good we were good
1: they literally froze Let's not take it away from our performance
0: yeah i mean overall the performance to me felt a bit like a training ground performance we moved so quickly and so freely and you know uh you, you always see the videos and the images of um, all, all football teams you know, have those sort of metal mannequins don't they that just stand there and do nothing whilst the practice free kicks over them or, or training drills around them that's what it felt like you know I know it's just West Brom with respect but you can only beat what's in front of you and I thought we were yeah
1: superb. yeah that's true and look, they kept they managed to keep uh, Liverpool to a draw didn't they yeah yeah there exactly. were no uh, slouches in front of goal so yeah I'm, I'm happy with that. The, the movement was there. One touch football and people being brave and making decisive decisions. Is that a is that a word?
0: Decisive it, decisions. Decisive decisive decisions. Yeah, why not? Hey, we look. We 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 can dine out on this for a few more days. So uh, you, can, you can make up words if you want, mate. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, look, should we start
1: with the lineup?
0: Yeah, surprises it's a big surprises for it. you in there? Uh, let me just remind ourselves of it. So, we had Leno in goal. We had a centre back pairing of Holding and Mari, uh, flanked by Tierney and Bellerin at left and right back, respectively. Um, we had Ceballos and Xhaka uh, in the middle, and then Saka, Emil Smithro, or Bamiang uh, across the, the front three with Lacazette playing slightly ahead of them. Um, was I surprised? partly if i'm honest partly surprised because i thought uh as fantastic as that team has done because that was the same team that has played uh against brighton is it if i'm not mistaken there's, or, there's no, two no, changes no, to early that's right yeah um yeah that's right who were the two changes martinelli was one of them wasn't he um so coming in for Elneny. Elneny. yes correct um, but my surprise, I guess, was that I, I really thought Arteta would do an Arteta and actually bring back William. Um, but he mm. kind of stuck to his guns and, and kept with Saka, Smith-Rowe. Uh, and whilst we've been championing for it all season, Aubameyang to play down the middle hasn't really worked for whatever reason. But putting him out on his left, he does seem to be able to contribute more to the team for some reason. Um well, that's certainly how it looked in, in that particular game. So, I don't know. Are, are, are we in a position now where we're having to... Uh, what, shove him out to the left? Probably feels like the wrong phrase to use, but is that his best position now or or do we still think he's better down the middle?
1: It's a, it's a tricky one. I guess if you base it on how he performed last season, the majority of his games were from, from that position. So... Mm. Yeah, it could be, well be just putting him back out there for a bit, um, just to give him a bit more, you know, familiarity within within the side. That's where he's sort of bit bit more used to play and uh, less of a burden on him to to score the goals, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and to be honest, this was the game for him to score a confidence goal because. As we said, West Brom were awful. We were running the show. Uh, everyone was chipping in. lacquer obviously got the two goals, which we'll talk about in a moment. But you could see everyone kind of willing him to make something happen for himself to score a goal. And, and mm. I don't think he could have bought a goal that, that day, to be honest. Um, there was
1: one moment where um, I think we had it sort of down the right-hand side. And uh, the ball came in. And he was... Uh, He was nowhere near. He wasn't, you know, he was outside of the area. He didn't look too interested in getting in there. And I Mm. I couldn't quite believe what I
0: was seeing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because, obviously, I I don't know, I can't remember what what, uh, minute into the game it was, but it was quite early on And Saka was cutting in from that right-hand side. uh, And he did a couple of minutes you know, one chance after another, quite similarly, where he, he was sort of uh, stepping over the ball, cut back inside onto his left hand side and crossed it as if it was almost a cross shot into the far corner. And Obamiang, I think he got a yeah, toe yeah. on it and, and kind of crashed into the post, didn't he? He did, yeah. It's almost like he oh, yeah. scored that, you know, that that would have been a great start to the game. Um, but it had broken that little sort of semi scoring drought that he's back on, I suppose. Um, so yeah but but from a lineup perspective I I was I was quite happy with with what we had there I do I do prefer Subios to Elneny. you know I do think yeah. he I think Elneny and Xhaka are too similar whereas I think Subios does have a bit more directness and forward passing about him I mean there was one again sort of set up quite early on where I don't know who it was. It might have been Rob Holding or, or Bellerin passed into Ceballos and first time smashed it straight over into the path of Saka, I think it was. You ain't yeah. going to get that on any, are you?
1: No. I think that's the chance that you alluded to earlier for Aubameyang.
0: Oh, right. That was all linked, was it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think
1: it is. it was that where he uh, just flicks it first time, doesn't he, over the top. Uh, okay. Lovely little pass. Yeah, he had a pretty steady game coming back into the side. I don't know whether he's he's realised he's got to fight a bit harder for his place, maybe.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, reports that Thomas Partey back in training today. Um, yeah. Certainly, images of it on the Arsenal website. So maybe you know he's had that in the back of his mind that Partey's going to be a starter. So who's going to start with him? Um, uh, you know, is it Xhaka, Is it a Is it any Is it someone that's going to come in during the transfer window? Um, but yeah, what about you? Any surprises for you in terms of lineup or formation? Oh, I was quite happy to see uh, Martinelli rested. Yeah,
1: I thought I thought either him or Saka would would drop out for this game, seeing as you know they're the, the coming thick and fast. Uh yeah probably the right decision I think I think he probably come back into the side uh, for the FA Cup game on yeah. Saturday.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah. No no other surprises really. Good. Okay. Well that's fine. Well that that's good. You know no, no surprises is not a bad thing is it because no. uh, if that um uh, you know if there's any major surprises you tend to think oh for God's sake what are you doing that for. So um so that's good. Um, right, let's talk um, some of the key events, because it was an eventful game, and, and thankfully for all the right reasons this time. Um, mm-hmm. So, 4-0 win, away from home, shut Sam Allardyce up, because he did call us title rivals. Uh, sorry, title rivals, I wish. are so he called us uh, relegation <laughs> rivals uh, only, what, a week or two before. Uh, but this okay. has put some clear daylight between us and and the relegation bottom four, actually, has not it? So, um, yeah. Always nice to get uh,
1: he, he was interviewed afterwards, and he claimed that he couldn't remember even saying it.
0: Oh, <laughs> really? No, I missed that. I did see his interview, <laughs> but I must have missed that bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's worth a watch. Got a touch of the old Arsene Wenger's, did Yeah. not it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see it. yeah. yeah. Um, um, I guess we start with Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, let's just let's just back up a set. We're going to talk KT, yeah. but forget his goal. Let's talk about. You know, freezing temperatures, snowing. Arsenal players in leggings. Never mind uh, snoods and uh, base layers. You know, long sleeve t shirts. People are actually in yeah. leggings, and he's rocking around in <laughs> shorts and t shirt. Yeah,
1: Love like he's it. it. in Benidorm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, look. It-
1: what, what, how do you feel? I, I put a tweet out about it saying, you know, showing uh, Captain material there. And um, what what do you think, think about it? Yeah, Obviously I mean, there's, yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't base it just on that, but he, he yes. for me, leads by example. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's just one thing that says, look, I'm here. I'm up for it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you know when I when I turn up to football and I see uh, players, they you know in December and January and they're kitted out like you say in the tights, the the snuds around their neck, the gloves, the long sleeves, the Under Armour, bubble yeah. hat on. I think I target
0: them straight away, thinking they're not up for this. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know so, exactly what you mean. Um, the irony that we're talking about how cold it is, yet you got some heat on twitter for that yeah,
1: um
0: yeah. it's quite quite ironic Look, i'm with you i i think he turns up with a a real um determination i guess what I'm what i'm thinking you're thinking and i'm in agreement with if this is what you're thinking is i don't care what the weather is i don't care you know what's happening nothing's going to stop me from playing football more importantly nothing's going to stop me from winning this match he has that competitiveness that we have we were too much of a, I'm going to wear a snood and gloves and everything else. You know, we were all about making it a bit too soft and comfortable. He'd come in and, and rip that all up really, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah. He,
1: he's, um, he's a hundred percent committed, no nonsense, fully focused on the game. Yeah. We, we love to see it. Um, yeah. he speaks really well, I think as well when he's interviewed, he, he doesn't mince his words. Um, and to be fair, Arteta came out today and I sort of backed up all of those qualities and sort of championed him to be a, a captain in the future. Yeah. For Arsenal. So yeah,
0: you can see it. You can totally see it. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and, and talking of his interview, his interview after the game, I thought it was, was spot on. You know, he he talks like he's not media trained. Do you know what I mean by that? You know, really? so, sometimes some of the younger boys, especially, get interviewed, and it's uh, they say all the right things, if you like. But it's quite a uh, generic sort of yeah. pick A
1: or B type answer to yeah. every question, isn't it? Whereas I, with I him, actually,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well, I, I can imagine him coming up.
0: out. One, uh, yeah, I can imagine him coming out one day and being a bit like, "That was shit, <laughs> almost a slip-up." You know, that's so one He's, he's very
1: honest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and he's, he, you know,
1: he's, we're winning games and he said, you know, it's just the start. We've got to keep, keep winning and keep pushing yeah. harder and working harder. That's what you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, good. Okay, well, look, great performance. Uh, but let's talk about his great goal because I don't know about you, but I was jumping on my sofa. And, and I have to be honest, Arsenal don't do that to me a lot these days. But I was actually, oh my God, what? Because I just couldn't believe what I'd seen. Um, so talk to me what, what were your thoughts when that when that went in it yep, finds himself
1: 1v1 doesn't he and mm. you know he's not really anywhere near a goal scoring sort of position he, no. he works it all himself cuts inside and I have to say yeah I, I sort of you know punched the air and let out a little scream
0: yeah he's just one of those <laughs> players isn't he, he he's He's one of those that you want to root for him so badly because he does so much for the team. So when something like that happens, it's almost like, yes, my boy KT, as opposed to, yes, Kieran Tierney that plays for Arsenal. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm, yeah, totally. I'd be
1: interested to see um, if if Willian scores, how I react to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, regardless of how good it is. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, I doubt it'll be like that. It'll probably be more like, oh, finally.
0: Yeah, you and every other Arsenal fan, I imagine, mate. Um, but no, it was it was a good goal because, uh, well, do you want to talk us through it? Like you said, he, he finds himself one-on-one against uh, Darnell Furlong, the right-back for West Brom. Yeah. Uh, um, talk us through his magic. So, so.
1: Yeah, he, he sucks him in, doesn't he, and flicks it past him, goes around him quite comfortably. Um, and then Love that old-school moves, I have to say. Yeah, and then he cuts inside onto his right foot
0: and just hits it, sweet, right into that corner. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was very, very nice. Like I said, I love that old school playground, almost kick it round the defender one way and run round the other way. You don't see a lot of that these days. Um, so even when he did that, I was like excited thinking, go on, lad. <laughs> you say he almost cuts back in onto his right foot and when he smashes it it's like and his celebration I mean what a great celebration It was no frills in it there was no rehearsed it was just let out this you know this scream like he's going crazy and like he's won the lottery or something in the middle of the pitch yeah it was just fantastic fantastic but it wasn't just his goal that was great and the fact that he wore a t-shirt in the snow that was great um, he was so threatening Um, from mm. an attack if of- attacking perspective throughout the whole game, wasn't he? Always an outlet. Yeah,
1: you know, from the outset he drives forward, he he sets the example, he takes the game to West Brom and uh, you know, people follow Positivity yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh it sort of oozed throughout the side I thought.
0: Yeah, we we you know that first goal really set the scene for us and then um the second goal, which we can talk about, was probably the best team goal I've seen under, uh, probably under seen under Arteta in terms of how fluid it was. I know we've had um, goals that have had more passes in the lead up to a goal under under Arteta, mm. but this particular goal was pass, move, quick, slick, you know, and it involved two from Haaland, which is always a bit sweeter. And it was yeah it was Arsenal of, of Wenger years, wasn't it? It was. Uh,
1: um, sort of who was involved. Demil Smith-Rowe uh, with the sort of assist at the end. Uh, Lacazette with a good pass as well. I thought, you know, he had a very good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, just lovely one-touch stuff, wasn't it? Very quick, yeah. incisive, uh, and just cut through them like butter.
0: Yeah, yeah. As like I said, it was like a training, a training ground goal almost, in as much as that's how you plan it to happen. But you never expect to get that level of time on the ball. Um, and I think, you know,
1: not just the personnel that have come into the side recently, but the fact that they had two wins underneath, you know, under their belt um, on the back of that, the confidence it brings just sort of was showing through. I thought in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. It's Well, that's what they say, isn't it? You know, Winning games breeds confidence. And uh, Arteta came out and said it's a happier training ground. It's a happier place to be. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I've had comments from, from people saying, Arsenal won three in a row. I bet doing your podcast is a lot more fun than it used to be. <laughs> um, and it is, even for us. It, it's nicer to talk about what we're doing well than, than what we're not.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, um, yeah.
0: What do you think the impact of Emma Smith-Rowe and Saka – has been into the team, and maybe more Emma smith Road than Saka, because Saka's always been in the team, but he's found a really good position on that right-hand side. I have to be honest, I wasn't necessarily sure that was a good position for him when he first started out No, there, I was He'd played left-back and left-wing-back and left-wing, you know, and then we moved him out to that right, and I thought, well, that's Pepe's place, because Pepe was doing okay at the time. It was, um, why are we putting him there? And he's, he's, he's just been a revelation, hasn't it? It's been fantastic.
1: I think the the two of them have a good understanding, so that helps massively. Because we've we've spoken before about having partnerships on the pitch, yeah. In certain areas and and they're, those two, you know, they they pass and move very quickly.
0: Mm.
1: They can go past the player. They can swap positions. They're very good at, at that. um They don't sort of. Stay tied down to to one role within the team, I think, and uh, just makes you makes you more fluid and, and unpredictable in in the the attacking areas, which is is good for us.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. We um, we actually had a, a question on on Saka in particular from Theo van Nazrigas, <laughs> uh, who is at <laughs> i on Twitter. And he says, uh, with Saka's recent form on the right, do you guys think that Pepe's Arsenal career is done or is there a way back for him? He's still 24 with massive potential. I just want to see him do well so badly. Um, thoughts? I mean, I think this could be Saka's best position, but I, I, you know, there's no harm in having two really good players on that side. It's just who's going to be first choice and who's who's not.
1: Yeah... I don't think it's the end of his Arsenal career. He, um, you know, well, you need a big, squ- you need a squad, don't you, to, to mm. challenge. It's not just 11 players anymore. I think he'll still get chances and he'll be in and out of the side. It's just, uh, you know, I don't know if that's Saka's best position. At the minute, he looks pretty good playing there, doesn't he? But Yeah. Well, I do, I do, kind of feel that he'll sort of end up more
0: on the left hand side in the end but which is so hard at the moment when you think that's where Aubameyang is looking like he's going to be that's where yeah. Martinelli kind of plays you know I don't think we're short on wingers are we that's that's for sure no
1: well it's much better to have uh, these sort of problems than, than the ones that we have been having
0: yeah absolutely Um, um
1: Look, I want Pepe to do well. Uh, it's it's very confusing as to why he's not uh, really doing the business. Uh, I I, re- I watched a video of him at the weekend. It was a comp- compilation of his goals and assists for Lille.
0: Yeah. Just
1: just because I wanted to see, like, was I imagining
0: this player? What,
1: what uh? What this player? You know, sort of was supposed to bring to the team, and it just doesn't look. It looks like a completely different player. He's taking players on. He's driving forwards. He's he score. He scores headers. He gets <laughs> in the box. He he scores from the left. He scores from the right. Um. Yeah. So, uh,
0: is it just a confidence thing? I think so. I really think he's a confidence player. When you think he first he first joined. And it was almost a nothing moment, but but Arsenal fans could see the the almost the excitement and potential in him. It was when we played Liverpool and Van Dijk was having a stellar season, and uh, we played Liverpool. The ball came to Pepe, and he almost I think he nutmegs uh, Van Dijk and, and ran past him basically. And it was like, oh my god, he's the only player that's dribbled past Van Dijk this season. Amazing, amazing, and, and that was a confidence thing. It's like I've just joined this big club, uh, you know, it's happening for me. Fantastic, and. When he's good, he's great. When he's poor, he's terrible. And I think that is, there's no kind of in-between, there's never really an he's okay kind of game from Pepe. No. Um, uh, and I guess the hard part is, when you've got someone like Saka doing so well in his position, you do kind of forget that you've even got Pepe sometimes, because it's, it's not, he's not missed. I think that's the problem in his last few games. Well, he's not um, it,
1: yeah, he didn't. Didn't even make it off the bench this week. No. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, this this could be make or break really this season. If it's not yeah. working out for him, then then what, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, look to recoup some money. That's uh, it. You have to remember or, he wasn't. We still can. We we can't just hold on to players and hope and hope like we You're have right. been. We've got no. to start being
0: ruthless. Especially as he wasn't his signing, was it? He was Emery's signing in the previous. Yeah, yeah. Recruitment regime, so that that always makes it more difficult. And does the price tag, you know, play on on him a little bit? You'd argue maybe at first it would have if it was going to, but not a year later, um, no. or whatever it is, eighteen months. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what what comes of that one. And and just quickly on uh, Emil Smith road as you said, been fantastic. We're obviously going to talk transfer targets in a moment. Work rate is unbelievable. I mean, what an engine. And the only thing that's really going to stop him will be fitness and injuries because he has had a few. Um, yeah. Do you give credit to Arteta or do you think his hand was forced and because uh, he's seen him play well, you know, he's, he's continued to play him? If I, I guess what I'm asking is if William and Co. hadn't picked up their COVID isolation issues, would he have said, you know what, let's take William out of the firing line and put Emma Smith-Rowe in, give him a chance? Or do you think he had to do it because of circumstance?
1: Well, only Arteta knows that, but I felt like uh, he's, his performances in the Europa League were good enough. He was knocking on the door. We've, we've both said that in the yeah. past, that he was close to the first team. Uh, he got his chance and he's taken it, I think. Um, the fact that they're they getting substituted off at around 70, 70, 75 minutes shows that they're you know being looked after and the job done come off get a rest you're playing next week
0: yeah yeah absolutely um and finally the the perversion in me wants to say um Mesut Ozil I don't know if you saw his tweet uh eventually I did but I
1: can't I can't remember
0: yeah, so he's been getting a lot of stick recently because everyone says, oh, well, Ozil's uh, chirping up on Twitter when Arsenal are losing but Arsenal start winning and he goes all well, quiet and right. uh, he he came out with a tweet that was people have read too much into it or or maybe they've read you know, like the right tone of it, it all depends how you take it, but he put something along the lines of, oh, good to see Arsenal playing well with an actual number 10 playing or something along those lines, as if to say I'm number 10 and mm. if you'd have played me, we could have done better, but
1: or, yeah, or is he I mean, just encouraging
0: think... Emil Smith Rowe, who is number ten? You no, don't know. But...
1: No, I don't think he is. No,
0: <laughs> no, I think he, he
1: he knows full well what he's doing when he's tweeting stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. It does um, make you.
1: If any, anyone thinking that he's he's going to get called back into the team and registered for the second half of the season, I don't. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad you, you mentioned that, because we had a question from 8 Mulan, who's at 8 underscore Mulan on Twitter. He says, wouldn't it be ideal if we registered Ozil to add up to Emil Smith-Rowe in that number 10 role for six months, rather than bring in Isco, who also has no end product to his game and might need time to adjust to the league? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it would be better to bring back someone that understands English football Yeah, he obviously has the quality, but maybe use him as the backup to Smith Rowe, rather than bringing someone like Isco, whose stats are actually not that great. As much as I was uh, calling for him to join us last week on a six-month loan, someone pointed out his stats, and they're they're not brilliant. Um, And there might be that period of adaptation. I mean, you look at some of the other players that have joined the league this season, James Rodriguez and um, Thiago Alcantara, they've not had fantastic starts, and they come with big reputation, so... Mm-hmm. What's, what's, your thoughts? what's your thoughts there? Do you think maybe we should bring him back? Because I can't imagine from the, the noises I'm hearing that he's going to have his contract paid up and he'll leave. He wants to stay until the end of his contract. Yeah, he's a player with
1: qualities that, that we needed all season. But if you burn your bridges, then which I think he has done, there's no way back.
0: Yeah, He's the damage
1: Damages chances. You know, with different managers, Arsene Wenger sort of let him get away with it because he was like a luxury player that he yeah. was quite happy to, you know, oh, okay, don't worry about coming in today, then if you're not feeling great, kind of thing. Bad bad,
0: bad, bad. Yeah. don't worry
1: about it. Mate. <laughs> and then he's, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing, but yeah. look, I, I I do think that we need a we obviously need a player like that with his qualities yeah uh, if you whether we can get one is, is is another thing yeah but i i don't think it would be right it could just really unbalance the the sort of mood in the squad yeah and sort of undermine our a little bit as well like i don't know what what's I, changed hard to, yeah yeah that would be my yeah. only, my only issue is that you know, he he's putting him out in the cold to bring him back in. It didn't work for Emery. It made him a bit of a soft, soft target, didn't it? So Yeah, I
0: can't imagine that Arteta would do it purely for the fact that it would put him in a position of weakness. Uh, even if he thought that he was right to bring him back, it, 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 how would it look to everyone else? You know, you make a firm stance and you stick by it. People know that when you say no, it means no. If you suddenly bring back somebody, it does look a bit like, well, I say no, but you could change my mind if if you want. Just weak, weak leadership is how I, I view it. And it's time to move yeah, on. So it's going agree. in six months anyway. It so is, yeah. That's the end of that. Okay. There were two other goals that were obviously scored uh, in this game, uh, both by Lacazette, who now has seven goals this season in the Premier League. It's five goals in his last four games. Um, and uh, looking at league goals only, Alba's second with three goals, which is the same amount of goals as Saka as well. Um, so out of, out of the cold has come Lacazette to sort of be our uh, our focal point, and it seems to be changing, doesn't it? There's always someone one week or a couple of weeks to the next that's the the golden child, if you like. Um, we'll talk through the goals in a second because there were two fortuitous goals I think um, what's your thoughts on Lacazette though because he's currently 29 he's going to be 30 in May his contract ends at the end of June 2022 so he's got 18 months left on his contract there's not been any talk of the new contracts Arteta keeps saying we've not spoken about a new contract and he's going through this little purple patch but if you look at the whole of his Arsenal career it's not exactly been a, you know rainbows and butterflies is it so um Keep or sell whilst we've got some value in him? Uh, I think we do need to become
1: more shrewd in the market when it comes to selling players. And if there is some value in him, um, yeah, we should probably look to take advantage of it.
0: Would you give him a contract? A new contract if it was two years? Or do you think we need to move on from lacquer? We've seen the best of him and he won't get better
1: yeah that's, that's it I, I, it's hard to say, isn't it? Is he having a renaissance now like is he gonna kick on from i guess it depends how the rest of the season goes you know if he carries on at this rate and ends up with over twenty goals, it might be stupid to to sell him mm because yeah. goal, you know but goals are hard to come by, and you know um if you've got a player there that's doing it already, it just it does seem a bit silly. I just the the only issue would be the length of the contract and and the amount that you're giving to it. Mm. But, but
0: I yeah, think I think
1: a sense it's... of a sensible
0: two years or, or or a year with an option, maybe. Yeah, you find that when players get to that thirty age, the thing: how many big contracts have I got left? That you I know, do I want to make money. Well, this is it. And go to, who knows, a PSG. Uh, would they be interested in a Lacazette? A Juventus, they've been linked with him. A Roma. You don't know, you know, if Let's go Madrid. Yeah. It, so.
1: He might want to change. You know, a the, the transfer has happened because of three things. The player, the club and the other club.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, time will tell. I think the thing with Lacazette is, in the role that he plays for Arsenal, whilst he scored... Um, five goals in his last four and seven all season. Um, I don't think his role and his contribution can be defined by goals, which is a stupid thing to say, given he's a striker, but it's his hold-up play and it's the way that he brings other players in and it's the way he holds the ball up well, you know, his strength. and uh, I, I like I, what he I don't does. Think
1: he's, I don't think he's brilliant at it. I just think he's better than a banyang at it and maybe it stands out a little bit.
0: So the I guess the similar player you would um, I suppose say that that we've been linked with in recent times is Diego Costa. Not a great goal scorer, but holds the ball up well. Blah blah blah. Would you rather have Costa or, or Lacazette?
1: No, no. I mean, I'd rather have Lacazette. He's three years younger, and yeah, you know, yeah. But he, he doesn't get sent off either. So, or you, or booked, or, or yeah, yeah, do twatty
0: things. <laughs> Correct. Um, do you want to quickly he, run he through He the salt, doesn't he? he does. I think he does. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah That means know, he cares. That's just strikers for you. Yeah, that means he cares. Like I say. So, do you want to talk through those two goals, and then we could quickly move on to uh questions, or don't if you remember them particularly? Uh,
1: they were, look, they were. Sort of good build up play, tidy moves. Uh I just thought the defending was shit for both goals. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Um but they just stood and watched for the for a Lacazette's first goal, uh, uh it was a, sh- a shot, I think, that hit someone and
0: then it hit the bar or the post and come back, yeah. back to Lacazette. That's right.
1: It, you know, it was couldn't have been easier for him, right really.
0: Right place, right time. Yeah, it was a run from Saka. He put a him with his right foot again. And um, it was former Arsenal player Semi Ajayi who um, tried to clear it. He almost scored a cracker down goal. It thundered okay. off the off the post. Emil Smith-Rowe, it fell to him and he took a shot. Hit Ajayi again. He's right in the thick of things, weren't he? And then it fell, as you say, to Lacazette. He just, I mean, he had to control the ball and smish, smash it first time nicely, but yeah, it kind of came to him. He didn't really have to do much, did he? Um, uh, so that was that one. And then second one, again, another nice cross from Kieran Tierney. Yeah. And um, uh, he needs uh, it in. Lacquer in the right place, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he meant to knee it in, but he, he need it in. Um, just a touch of offside, did you think? Well, obviously they gave it. I was going to say, can't happen if they if they gave it, yeah. So that's three wins in a row. Um, Nice, nice to score four.
1: I thought it was a four,
0: four or five nil game to be fair. Yeah, I was worried they were going to call it off at one point because of the snow. So I'm glad that didn't happen. but, uh, no, like you say, I can't remember the last time that we convincingly beat a team in the Premier League. I know we beat Chelsea, but this was another step up, I think. Um, and let's have a look. Is that... I'm trying to think where that puts us up to. Is it 11th? Oh, like, it yeah, is, 11th. Yeah, yep. 23 11th. points. Three points behind Chelsea. Uh, and at the time, I do still is is, six points behind Spurs, who are fourth. So... We're back in the thick, thicker things all of a sudden aren't we you know we're back amongst the pack um, which is which is fantastic as you say we've got Newcastle next haven't we in the Premier League FA Cup oh, sorry sorry in the FA Cup what am I talking about yeah uh, uh, which is on Saturday and then the following week we've got Crystal Palace away which we can talk about next week obviously um, but a, a, tough, a tough game against Palace we always seem to come up short against them I think um, so that's that. We've got some questions. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we go through the questions? No? No. Okay. So let's do that. So questions. Let's look at questions from this game first. So first one, great name, Sham Allardyce, <laughs> um, who's at Dope Guna. Uh, and they say, should we be concerned about Aubameyang's obvious frustration on Saturday? Is it bad attitude or an encouraging reflection on how desperate he is to score?
1: Yeah. Again, he, he had a he had a chance late on, didn't he? I think um, around the 80th minute. He did. Yeah. Uh, sort of. He never looked like he was going to pass it. Um, takes a shot on with his left foot. Yeah, on on, on yeah. target. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will come. It will come. I'll, I'm not. I'll, I'm honestly. I'm not worried.
0: Yeah.
1: That. Yeah. That's how I feel. You know. Form is temporary, class is permanent. Uh, the guy loves to score goals. Obviously, when you're not scoring goals, it does become harder game after game. You know, it's in the back of your mind. But if, as long as you keep popping up in the right positions and having shots, then... It'll happen. It, it will happen. And I think with these young lads, if you know, if they keep their place in the side... We're creating more chances now. I think that's yeah. probably the, the most shots we had on on goal that I can remember in a match for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I guess the irony with that is, had he scored that uh, initial chance that we spoke about at the beginning of the game, where Saka crossed it in and crashed into the post, you know. We probably wouldn't even have got that question, would we? Because he wouldn't have been sulking and he wouldn't have been frustrated. So um it like you say, it will happen. It will happen. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that either. Um the other question in reference to this particular game was from Ruiari Crushulo. I don't know if I said that right, but he is at Ruyari underscore T A I C on Twitter. Thank you for your question. He says Are holding and Mari starting to look like they are well, no, I've, I've screwed that up. Sorry, dude. He's put a hold of Gamari starting to look like a promising partnership. I think they're not getting the credit they're due, or is it just from easier opponents? Yeah, a bit of both,
1: I think. Um say so that the teams that we've played the last three games don't have the best of firepower in attack they? So, you know, they're going to have a bit of an easier ride. Uh, mm. interesting to see how they... Are they fair if they ever, if they come up against, um, you know, when they come up against Wilfred Zaha, maybe? He's yeah. got, got a bit about him, a bit of pace. Yeah. You know, we'll see. But, yeah, I have to agree. I, I, I've i liked what I've seen of Pablo Mari and, and, and Rob Holding, to be fair. Um, yeah. And, of course, uh, there's rumours going around now that he's going to be offered a new contract. Is yes. that right? Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I'm hearing, too
1: yeah um, um, you need a certain amount of center backs at the club. Uh, a few of them are obviously going to leave in the summer. I would suggest that he's maybe one that we do keep hold of yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. He's no nonsense defender, isn't he at the end of the day yeah and, he's
1: um... he's fairly steady he's, he doesn't really have t- too many bad games that I can recall. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I saw a stat. I'm going to try and look for it now. Um, where Rob Holding's uh, perform? No, so Rob Holding's record versus the top six is like brilliant. <laughs> um, Typically, I probably won't find it, but yeah, his uh, his performances versus the top six, and I say statistics are actually very good. He's only 25, so there's still plenty of mileage in him, and um, I do think I, I, I mentioned this last week. He gets a bit of he doesn't get the credit he deserves because it cost two million pounds and came from Bolton um, mm. and he's English. You know, if if he was called something else, a bit of a Sam Allardyce quote though, isn't it? You know, but if, if he was Rob Haldino, mm. you know, he, he probably would be a bit more limelight in, in this country. So I think those two have done very well together. I think we've spoken about it before though. I think Gabriel of the two left foot centre backs will be the number one. But Mari, you say you need a big squad. Mari's Actually proven to be a shrewd bit of business yet again, I think it cost us fourteen million in, in total is it seven million initial fee and then another seven to time up in this yeah. in this market that's that's nothing is it it's, it's peanuts um and on the right side, holding will be a valuable uh player to keep hold of it's just as you say with the number of players leaving either this January or in the summer who's the long term right back a uh, right-sided centre-back because um Mavropanos is still out at, is it VFB Stuttgart he's at uh on yeah. loan I don't know whether he'll make it at Arsenal and the other one is uh William Saliba who I understand is joining uh Nice in France on loan for the rest of the season obviously we'll come on to transfers in a moment but so yeah two to uh Two players to consider there for the longer term, but I do think we'll end up buying another centre back.
1: Yeah, but, I do. I think, you know, you've, like you say, Salib, the long, long term, and I think yeah. it's probably him and Gabriel to be the, the future partnership of, mm-hmm. of the defence. And then you've got Mari holding, and then probably one more. Five, yeah. I think, is probably the right
0: amount to yeah. have. Yeah, you're right. Especially if you play with three centre backs. You need five, really, in total for the cover, don't you? Um, Okay, a few more questions. This one comes from Leo, who's at Kosher Pop-Tart. I love a Pop-Tart. He says, long-term position for Martinelli. Think he has good qualities to play up top. Would you play him as a striker? I mean, he has played there for a few games for us before, but I think he's actually stated he prefers to play on the wing.
1: Um... Yeah, I I can see the qualities there that he's got. He's he's unusually good in the air. I think. Um, obviously got great feet. Can go either way. You know, left foot, right foot. Um, yeah, I I, I he's got good movement. I can I can see it. Yeah. It, it, like if if he doesn't want to play there, then I don't know.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it's one of those. I prefer to play on the left wing but I will play wherever you play me. Because he seems to have that attitude of, I'll do whatever for yeah, the team, you too. Know? So
1: yeah, yeah, You know, I, agree, I mean, did,
0: yeah. Jerry Henry didn't want to play as a striker to start with, did he?
1: <laughs> no, did he, he doubted that he could do it.
0: So, yeah. He turned out all right. Put any pressure on him. But... <laughs> oh dear. Right. And the last question that we're going to go through, which leads us nicely onto our transfer talk, is from Insight... I've done it again. Insight Arsenal... Uh, their Twitter account is at Insight underscore Arsenal. Uh, and their question is, rumours are circulating about a potential player plus Tash deal for Buendia of Norwich. Uh, Willock and Reese Nelson are potential bargaining chips. Out of the two, who do you see having the brighter Arsenal future? And therefore, who would you rather see involved in the deal? <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm laughing. Did you just say plus
0: cash? We've got to swap a moustache for him. Yeah, yeah. So the rumor yeah. today, is well, Norwich want 40 million for Buendia, Which, whilst the stats that he's churning out are fantastic, when you think we just put Thomas Party, who's been playing Champions League football for 45 million, um, yeah. full Banner international, been you know, etc. etc. It kind of seems a bit if, doesn't it? So. I mean, realistically, what are Willock and Nelson's value in the market at the moment? They haven't had loads of, I mean, for their age, they've had a lot of uh, experience, but not where you're thinking lots of experience that you've proven yourself to be a valuable commodity. So they're kind of fringe players, yeah. with,
1: aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Reese sort of burst onto the scene at a young age sort of 17 didn't he and i think we all got a little bit too excited about him Mm. i've not really seen anything since to make me think i've seen flashes but nothing consistent enough Mm. to uh i think either alone or or something would do him good willock i can't you know he's he's only he he shows good energy and stuff like that but whether he's got the Got the qualities to make the grade at Arsenal. Uh,
0: I'm, another thing, I'm not too it? sure.
1: If if we want to be a club that's serious about challenging for the title and pushing forwards, I can't see him being part of that. That's no. um, the value.
0: Hard to say, 10, 15 million. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, I guess to answer their question, if it was going to be, we want Buendia, but we need to put up one of these two players plus cash, and the numbers are the numbers, people can work those out themselves, but who would you rather throw into the mix on the basis of you think you could see a longer-term future at Arsenal out of the two?
1: Probably just because I've seen a lot more of Joe Willock, I I would say you know, maybe Reece Nelson, there's still something
0: there, you know. What, you'd keep Reece Nelson?
1: Uh, or possibly. you'd throw
0: him into the mix of the loan, of the uh, the the transfer?
1: It is it, a, well, if it's a loan, I would... No, probably, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I, sure. messed up, I messed oh, up the transfer.
0: Yeah, if we're saying like, got like 20 million plus one of these players, for example, which one would you throw in?
1: I don't know. At this moment in time, I feel like
0: that Joe Willock's
1: probably u- more useful to us than than Reece Nelson.
0: Yeah, which is I which is interesting because I I think Joe Willock's a good player, but I think there's more X factor in Nelson, and I don't think he gets a lot of game time to really be able to show what he can do. It's like it's ten minutes, do something. You're never going to get any sort of um experience doing just that, are you? But at the same time, we mentioned earlier, we are flat out for wingers at the minute. So if on the right side you've got Pepe and Saka, and on the left side you've got Aubameyang and Martinelli, where does a winger fit? But I would keep Nelson because at least you've got the option to move players around and they fit better. Joe Willick's only real position is centre mid or attacking midfielder, but it doesn't really do a proper job there. I think he's less versatile um, in the way that our team operates. And therefore, I'd probably put Joe up, unfortunately. But yeah,
1: yeah. I think he can go on to be a very good Premier League player.
0: Yeah, he's just not. It's, it's like someone once said, uh, was it Henri that said it about Giroud? I don't think you're going to win the league with Giroud as your striker. You know, The, the question you have to ask yourself is, are you going to win the Premier League with Joe Whittaker as you're centre mid? Not for me. No, not for me. So, um, so that's that. All right. Thank you for all those questions. Lovely to have um, some new names and faces there. And uh, yeah, really appreciate that. Let's talk transfers, Diddley, because there's loads going on. Um, already one move has happened, which is Said Kalasinach to Schalke. We understand he's taken a pay cut. And AFC, we're going to part- pay some of his, uh, his wages, I think, just to get him off the books um, that's what I heard whether it's true or not I don't know Edu hasn't given me a call to confirm the details um, but he, he's, he's gone yeah bastards but maybe he's run out of credit who knows um, but that one's done as we understand it yeah so that's one person gone interestingly big ally of Meza Ozil so um, you know again have been talks of is Ozil going to have his contract paid up and just move him out so that he's not a Sounds horrible, but a bad smell around the club and, and divisive. These are all reports and, and rumours, so we don't know. But if one's gone, you wonder if the other might. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, but plenty of names on this list. Any you want to go through, first of all? Uh, you, you, you go through it, mate. Yeah, all right. So we've talk- spoken about William Saliba uh, heading to Nissan nice loan. There's no loan fee and, importantly, no option to buy um, but yeah. they are going to pay his full wages, so it's, it's you know, game time for him, we get to see him develop, and we get to keep him uh, longer term, which is, it's weird that we've got to, you know, January to have to make this decision, I, I can't really believe we we couldn't have come to that uh, thought process when we were, in you know, towards the end of the summer, I know we tried to get him back out to Saint-Etienne, I think it was, but it didn't happen in time, but for him to just sit there, and not play any Premier League, Europa League, FA Cup games, and it's just been a waste of six months in my eyes. But what do I know? Um, um, I
1: don't think it's as dramatic as that. That it's been, you know, such a waste. Um, it, you know, he could have obviously come back and gone straight out on loan again. Yeah. In, in the summer, but at least he's had sort of six months or or however long to to the club, to the players, to familiarise yeah, with the surroundings, to get better at the language and and uh, the understanding of how Arsenal are playing football and the club, the culture, and all those things. And I yeah. think yeah, um, that that's that's important. That's that's still he's no he's only nineteen. Yes, you know. Yeah, I think the fact that he cost a lot of money for that sort of you know that age. And the fact that he did have top flight experience in France, sort of people were thinking he was just gonna walk into the side because yeah. he was so shit at the back. Yeah. Um but but I think that's he's had it's it's still valuable experience and you know, if he gets a good run of games now until the end of the season for someone else, that that's great. Next when he comes back next summer it'll be fully Able to hit the ground running, I think.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Actually, you know, you, you you forget about all of those things. You forget that football players are humans, and they still have to adapt off the pitch before they can they can make it happen on the pitch. Um, I've, so you've yeah, played right. in a
1: foreign country, and and it is hard. It is hard. Yeah.
0: The first couple of months
1: were, were you know, diff- really difficult to to try mm. and adapt to the way that the teams. Played so differently to here, here in England that mm. it, to get used to that and and uh, and the way the
0: language and stuff like that, yeah, it's, yeah, just different, it's different, different life, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it I I think, I think what didn't help him was his really cool transfer <laughs> unveiling video because you don't only really watch. Yeah. Your- a trailer like that and, and you're like oh i'm buzzing you know you might watch a film and you're like oh i'm buzzing that's 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 how everyone felt about him it was like the slickest coolest video ever he got i got off this jet and he's doing his really cool uh you know his medical everything's just awesome in the jersey oh this guy's also uh, what he's not playing any games this season oh right okay well that was a bit of a anti-climax and i think that's probably yeah, what's yeah. happening to so um right some others on this list marcel sabitza from uh red bull lights or rb lights big um quite a big name in you know in europe um much like quite a few of these names actually any any thoughts on him because i i know of him and i've seen him play but i don't know him well enough to say he's going to be a great player and i think chelsea have proven this season buying players on name and reputation in other leagues isn't the way to do it. A bit like we've experienced maybe with Pepe, but like their mm-hmm. experience with Kai Havertz and, and Timo Werner, amongst others. Savitz is a big name in Europe, so possibility of that one, do you think? Or is it just a link from his uh, his agent? Uh, I'd imagine he probably just wants a new
1: contract. Um no, he's a player. I, I don't know a massive amount about. I know that he like he's got an eye nice for goal. He scores quite a few goals from midfield. It's something that we're lacking. Mm. So, so it could be like the profile of player that we are looking at uh, yeah. as well. Not not just creative, but someone to bring some goals. Um, but again, like you said, like, where's he going to fit into the side when yeah. everyone's sort of starting to play well and you don't want to ruin the development of these young guys, either.
0: Yeah.
1: It, it probably wouldn't be one that I'd, I'd be too
0: keen on. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, who else have got on here? Valentin Antov from CSKA. Um, I don't no, know. Anything about I him. only
1: know his position. Defensive midfield, he's quite young. Uh, okay. It could be one for the future. Um, yeah. I, I, a, I was going
0: to say, sorry, I you, think... Um, Fiorentina apparently want to um, take Lucas Torreira from Atletico Madrid picking up his loan that he's currently got you know, from Arsenal so it could be one defensive midfielder for another albeit we've we lost him this season anyway but um do we want to look at sorry I kept interrupting you it's uh, the That's joys right. of the no, I was just
1: over uh, yeah uh, the other clubs are looking at him as well so, so you know he's, he's one of those I think he's quite talented, so keep an eye on that one. Yeah.
0: Um, This one, I'd I'd love to happen because I think he's a great player and I have seen the link myself, but we'd have to ship players out in that position before we got him. And that's Tarek Lamperty from Brighton, former Chelsea player. Is he right back? Is that right?
1: Yeah, he's a right back. Again, another one that Chelsea deemed to be too short.
0: Yeah. Um, And he's putting some... Cracking performances, isn't he? I think the only way that he would come in is if we got rid of or let go of Bellerin because he's Mm. a starter for Brighton, I think, in in most instances. So would he put his development on hold of playing Premier League football every every week to just be a bit part player for us?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Uh, And there is interest in Bellerin that yes. doesn't want to go away you know PSG and Barcelona are still keeping tabs
0: so, yeah um,
1: again we've got to get we get to a point with these players where I, I'm a Hector Bellerin fan we all know that if you listen to the podcast you'll know that but some some people aren't and he's you know he's fairly limited when it comes to to his main job which is defending yeah sometimes and uh we need to start cashing in when players have value before they lose. Yeah. It.
0: But do you know what? It would be so Arsenal to let Bellerin go for less than we'd buy Lampety <laughs> for. Bear in mind, yeah. you know, he's been in the Spain squad and, um, you know, he's got Champions League experience, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so that's that. Um, and that's it probably for solid um transfer rumours there's obviously plenty of others flying around as there always is and we'll, we'll keep you updated when things as and when they happen but um, that's that anything else to add Diddley? before we move uh, on to say goodbye to our lovely listeners obviously we mentioned we've got Newcastle FA Cup at the weekend we'll be back next week to discuss yeah that, but thoughts, thoughts on that
1: um, do you think you'll uh, make a lot of changes
0: yeah I do because I think Newcastle will too because for Newcastle they're Premier League survival is more important than an FA Cup run. Mm. So I think they'll put plenty of, you know, fringe players in. And for us, it's an opportunity to put the likes of Willian into the team, Pepe into the team.
1: Martinelli I think
0: so. So so it'd be a good confidence game for for those sort of players. Yeah,
1: Eddie and Ketia could start this one, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I just, my only worry would be if we put Runos in in goal. Mm -hmm. And And I'm not even joking with that. Um, I can't see him starting Leno but I wouldn't want to see Runison and Girl. so uh, I I think I think I'll stick with Leno yeah to be honest yeah yeah uh, especially we'll with Carroll likely to start because you know, he's not yeah I mean he's a big old boy you you of not need that so Good. Okay. Well, as ever, thank you for uh, uh, you know keeping keeping us, uh, us entertained with the football arsenal, and thank you to our uh, listeners for listening to our podcast and your continued support. We had a right run over Christmas. So I think we did four four or five episodes uh, in the space of what two weeks on the back of all the the games. So thank you for downloading those. Um, and that's that anything from you, Diddley? No, just thanks, guys. Uh, keep
1: listening. Uh, if you listen on Apple, leave us a rating. Um, that would be helpful. And if you don't know about t- our Twitter, it's... Where is it, Angelo? Back at, at you at, this time.
0: Yeah, it's uh, at Blast Arsenal Pod. And we're on Instagram too. So don't forget to follow us.
1: All right. Until and uh, next YouTube as yep. well.
0: And YouTube, yeah. of course. And, and, yeah. and, you know, whilst we've been recording this, I think they've probably just announced a, a national lockdown. So Diddy and I won't be together recording a pod for at least a few more weeks. But um, yeah, uh, that's, that's speculation at the minute. I haven't checked my phone. But um, if that is the case, as soon as we're back together, we will do a live YouTube show, won't we?
1: Yeah, we will definitely. Yeah, no, we'll right. celebrate getting back together.
0: Yes, we will. We will indeed. Lovely, right? We're going to shoot. Thank you. Take care, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.